first thing is that um, the H- HPV, there are hundreds of strains. Yeah. And so a vaccine um, is only going to, you know, it's going to target certain strains. And when it first came out, it targeted four. Out of hundreds. Out of hundreds. Jesus. Yeah. And so, you know, you're taking, there's always risks with vaccines, and we'll get into the really horrendous risks with this one and why. But, you know, again, so you're doing, you're, you're, you're putting this into this child's body to protect against four of the strains. Three different shots, too. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so over the years, they have expanded it. Um, the most recent one is called Gardasil 9. And as you can imagine, that protects against nine strains. Wow. Still nine out of hundreds. You know, and then also you need to look at, you know, okay, what's the situation with, you know, what exactly is it protecting against? Prioritizing profits. Prioritizing prioritizing Dangerous drug and product cases. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Prioritizing Profits, Dangerous Drug and Product Cases. Another week, another show. <laughs> well, uh, we are back. How, we, how, how did we do this week? How are we feeling? Well, I'm actually pretty excited because tomorrow, do you know what tomorrow is? Um, obviously, how could I have forgot? I'm wondering if you know what tomorrow is. I don't think we're talking about the same no, thing. No, let me test you. What, 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 what's, what's tomorrow? Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. Obvious. Okay, see, I was worried you might have forgotten. <laughs> Thank God we're both on the same I page here. I can't believe that. I mean, you don't even really like them, do you? No, I'm completely kidding. I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, they've been hyping it up for a while, and I always make sure that I get one on the very first day. Yeah, used to be a big deal. I've been trying to steer a little bit clear of sugar, but... You know, there's sacrifices we must make. Gotta make a sacrifice every once in a while. Yeah, and I hate like the fake sweetener. So uh, yeah, it's gonna. But this year it will be different because I have been switching over, and actually, as as you have to oat milk rather than um, cow milk dairy. Um, Just not so friendly to my GI system and my lower calorie as well. Um, And I didn't realize too that I mean I just like oat milk more. You know, I didn't when I first started, and it was funny. I, I when I, I did this whole ninety days like no dairy, mm-hmm. um, and so I went to Starbucks. I'm like, okay, I can't have dairy. So what do you recommend? And they said, oh, you probably try oat milk. And then I also had tried coconut milk, but that's it's nah, uh, I think coconut and almond milk did not like yeah, both, both those. Right. I could very clearly taste a difference. Yeah, I mean the oat milk I do taste. So when I first started having the oat milk lattes, um, they were fine, but I always I felt a little bit deprived. In fact, I remember one time deprived. Well, yeah. I was like, I felt like I was sacrificing, like I had to have the oat milk and it wasn't as good as the real milk. And, and, and I remember one time they accidentally made it and I took a sip and I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is way too good to be oat milk. And of course I had to remake it. Um, but now then I got finished that 90 day thing. And so I was like, oh, I can maybe have a real one every once in a while. And I don't, I don't like it as much. I mean, I actually, yeah. and I don't even normally do any flavoring in it. It's just the oat milk. Mm-hmm. And I really like the taste now. So it's interesting how you can change your, your palate can change. Yeah. I mean, I, I've noticed that too with sugar. I mean, if you don't have sugar very often, then you don't yeah. really crave it. And some things are just too sweet. Um, yeah. But when you stop having sugar for a little bit or like are more conscientious of it, you don't crave it as much. And then when you eat it, you're like, this is even that good. This is kind of overwhelming. Um, yeah, I still really love sugar, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid it. So a, a little bit here and there, pumpkin spice latte, uh, well, that, that's the sacrifice I'm willing to make. So that's what the big national holiday is tomorrow. Big. Although by the time this gets released, it'll be I will have had a week's worth of them. Yeah, you'll be hyped <laughs> up, uh, caffeined up for, for the oh, next show. Do decaf, decaf, decaf oat milk. Okay, now I'm getting all, you know. I feel like that ruins the point of coffee, though. You you get coffee because it's like right in the morning, you're a little drowsy, you have some caffeine, you're drinking it on your way to work. Yeah. If it's decaf, then it's like, you know. It's, well, so I'll do like one caffeinated in the morning, but then I like coffee more. So if I have one in the afternoon or evening, mm-hmm. decaf it is. So. Well, let's get into another big topic, uh, Fernie. Yes, Fernando, our... our- Big guy behind the scenes, takes yes. care of everything. He knows uh, editing, he's posting, he's a marketing guy, he's a jacks of all trades. I described him to uh, Christina's family yesterday as a uh-huh. Swiss army knife 
of marketing, of podcasting, of everything. Yeah, I, I mean, everything. Website, I mean, uh, yeah, everything. So he, right now, is becoming a dad. Yeah. Yeah, wow. times two, though. He does, he has a, he has a son. He's now um, going to be the dad of a baby girl. Baby wow. Haley is um, coming, and probably right now. <laughs> As we <laughs> Some speak. process. Well, I don't know if she's actually, you know, bursting forth right now, but they're definitely <laughs> bursting at the seams. Yeah. yeah. So that's really exciting. In fact, I was shocked this morning when I got up and I saw that we had released the podcast. And in fact, I texted him and I said, you know, I, I, that, that, that's fabulous, but I definitely didn't expect that. And I'll pay attention to Rachel, for goodness sakes. Yeah. You I mean, he's a, he's a grinder. He's always there to, to help out. And clearly, obviously, with one of the biggest life uh, events that you can really think of. And here he is posting podcasts because that's what he is. He's loyal to, to the viewers. Yeah. You know, he, he wants all of all of you guys listening right now to enjoy your weekly podcast. We know it's a part of your schedule. You're on oh your way to gosh. work, on your way home from work. So disappointing if it's not. Uh, I mean, it throws off everyone's day, I'm sure. And so here he is making <laughs> sacrifices for... For the greater good. And he just loves Shower Law Firm, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, I mean, I guess when this is coming out, too, we'll throw up some some pictures of oh, the baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. Gosh, it just seems like so long ago. I mean, the whole idea of having a having a baby. Obviously, it was long ago, over 20, <laughs> 25 years. But <laughs> lots, lots happened but, since But how then. exciting. Yeah, very excited for him. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him as well, and we'll see how things go. I'm, I'm always curious because you can never be prepared for parenthood from what I hear. Um, and, you know, as excited as people are, there's a lot of uh, difficulties and a lot of learning curves that, that take place. So A lot of lack of sleep, mm-hmm. a lot of poop and vomit. and Although it kind of sounds like the story of me and the dogs. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no sleep, poop, vomit. That's fair. Puppies are, are pretty similar. Oh, adult dogs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> some dogs are better behaved than others. Your dog. <laughs> I mean, I think you could you could compare that with with humans as well. You know, you'd hope as they grow up, you don't have to deal with that as much. But some, some, you know. True, true. Yeah, I was actually I, uh, on Facebook. I saw them talking about um, Australian cattle dogs, which my dogs are are mixes, but but. Um, primarily Australian catalogs, and they said, you know, describe them in one word, and there were all kinds of things, but the one that I guess won was crackhead. Crackhead. <laughs> I was going to say chaotic, but... Uh, yeah, well, and then the other, the one I liked was extra. Extra. I thought that was cute. Yeah, that's, that's much more cuter. Yeah, I prefer extra to crackhead, although there are times where crackhead is more accurate. Mm. Uh, so how's your well, this week been for you so far? Um, well, pretty good. Not a whole lot going on. Um, although, well, we let, so Sunday we finally made it to the Van Gogh immersive experience. Mm -hmm. That exhibit has been traveling around and, um, you know, it's interesting because I I was getting kind of whiny about it. Like, you know, we kept being, we'd find ourselves in cities and I was like, oh, let's go to it. Let's go to it. And we just kind of never did. And then it was in Scottsdale for several months, maybe six months. And we kept saying, oh, we're going to make an, you know, we're going to plan and go up there. I think we even talked to you about maybe if you wanted to see it. I think that was probably a no, but. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so then it's in Tucson or Oro Valley. And we were like, all right, this is going to happen. And um, so finally we did go on Sunday. Um, and it was good. It was not fabulous. Was it immersive? It wasn't that immersive. Do you feel like you're in his paintings? I did not feel like I was in his paintings. Uh, so it doesn't sound that good. But you know, so I mean, it was there. You know, there was it was kind of an exhibit talking about his life, and then there were like reproductions of his paintings, um, which were a little bit. You know, I mean, I actually, gosh, this was a while ago. But actually, was when I was in law school in New York, they had a huge Van Gogh exhibit. Um, uh, at the museum there, and and the, the you know originals from all over the world had been collected, and so it was a really big deal. People traveled all you know from far away to come mm-hmm. and see that, and so I actually saw like the real thing, um, and so it's kind of hard to to match that. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting, you know, kind of just a little refresher on his life, and you know he's infamous for cutting off his ear. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, it was that that was fine, and then you go into this really big room, and it's basically um, just like kind of videos. Um, I mean, it, it is interesting, but it's kind of like bringing you know his paintings to life, so you feel like you're in it. But you know, 
I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was good. I am glad that I went. Yeah. But I, you know, in fact, um, Deborah was telling me that somebody had told her that it was just so intense they were just brought to tears, and I was Jesus like, "Jesus Christ!" I know. So, <laughs> so maybe if that was what I was so expecting, it was a little. It, was, seems it a didn't bit quite much. live up. No, I I was not brought to tears, but I, I'm glad I went. It was kind of a fun evening and. Then we got to you know go out to dinner and hang out and so that was good but that was kind of like the the highlight of highlight of my week. It sounds like a good time. I think uh, yeah, brought to tears. I think is a little dramatic. But it takes a lot to bring me to tears. Yeah, I mean I, that's true. And some people the bar is much lower for them. Um, I always heard too with these famous art museums or these big art events where like the real the real pieces are coming mm-hmm. out that oftentimes and and the museums sometimes don't even know that they're fakes. Oh gosh! And they're just yeah. so well done. And then you know, once they get into circulation, and once someone says that it is real, and if it's that good, then you know, it kind of just gets lost in the mumbo jumbo. I don't know yeah. if that's a conspiracy theory. I don't even think it's <laughs> conspiracy. I think there is that does happen, but how often it happens, that might be the conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah. And strange. I mean, I, I know that that for me, like being in the room with this, you know, the 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 original, and just knowing that this artist, you know, I mean, yeah. he his hands were on this. He created. You know, there is something kind of moving about that. Um, but I guess if I believed that and it was a fake, it still would work. I mean, although, honestly, yeah. I wasn't brought to tears. Well, that's the thing is they, they just got to get you to believe it. Like the, with the Mona Lisa, um, you know, if that was a fake, but, you know, how it has all the plastic, uh, what's it called, like the bulletproof oh, yeah, uh, covering no. and you can't get close and all that. I mean, they could do all of that with a fake and then that would be convincing, right? I'd be like, why would they ever do that for a fake? But that's how they that's how they get you. Well, they wouldn't intentionally do that. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, not. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows? The art world's a sticky place. I mean, and, and it's cool to, uh, to think about it that at the time, a lot of these people weren't super famous. Like, they, you know, they're Oh, they, he, well, he died in poverty. Exactly. I mean, and, and so, you know, his genius wasn't recognized. Um, at least not broadly, until after his death. And that's always so sad, too. And then, you know, these paintings have sold for, you know, $82 million and all of yeah. this. I mean, wow. Where's the royalties on that shit? <laughs> where's the Van Gogh family coming in and saying, hey, where's, my, where's my cut of the pie? Well, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Um, I'm not a very big art person. I've always been interested, but I wouldn't really go out of my way for it. Um, and definitely not someone that will be moved to tears, but I just think it's interesting, and I like mm-hmm. different styles of art too because I think it's just different ways to to express yourself and emotions and the way people mm-hmm. can um, take that in is, is is very different. I also think there's some stuff that's a bit silly, but that's well, how everything is. It's just I mean it's impressive to me because I, I don't have that creative side. Yeah. Um, and so to see some of these, um, and, and then and if you kind of learn the history and how. Um, you know, it was n- new and unique and different, a different style and um, all and different process um, for the time. That's that's kind of kind of interesting. I mean, I did take like one art history class, but that was about it, and it was a very long time ago. Um, so pretty much just covering the basics. But um, but yeah, I mean, especially now I have a little more time on my hands, maybe I'll do well, a little more museum hopping. Well, that's uh, that's argument with NFTs too. Is that you know it's an art style, it's a way to do yeah, you know one yeah. of the big areas of it is is one-of-one art i mean artists will just come in and they do pixelated art or they do um you know just different types of art i don't even know what the official names are um but it is it's it's interesting seeing people that can kind of have that blank canvas and create something and everyone always says well you know can't i just screenshot it and then i have another copy but you could say the same thing with with you know artwork uh, like IRL artwork is, you know, you can get copies of it. You can get copies mm-hmm. of Van Gogh and put it up in your room, and it looks exactly the same. Maybe it doesn't have exact brush you can strokes. You paint by numbers these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Do it> yourself. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know if it would look quite um, I mean, there's differences, but I think yeah. same similar ideas there. Yeah. But let's get into uh, the week of, of topics here that okay. we got going on. Um, updates on cases. Always yeah, not not a huge, um, not a whole lot happening right now as far as updates on cases. Um, one little tidbit, um, you know, we talked about the PFAS, the Forever Chemicals, um, DuPont, all of that, um, and how it's 
pretty much in everything, but primarily everybody focuses on the drinking water, which rightly so. Um, and there was a little uh, a study that came out that said that contact lenses, like 18 different brands of contact lenses, um, actually tested positive for 100 parts per million um, of this, it was called organic fluorine, an indicator of PFAS, which is apparently 50,000 times the EPA's safe drinking water limit. So, so there's, a, there's a lot of numbers there, 100 parts per million. Don't know what that means, but then it's 50,000 times more than... Than is okay. Than so, is okay. so that's probably the important thing is, you know, there's a certain level that's considered safe, and this is way over that. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, you know, so, I mean, again, we're drinking the water, now we're putting it in our eyeballs. I mean... I can't wear contacts anymore. My eyes are just too darn dry. So um, it's been a while for that. But, um, you know, it's just like, oh, yikes. You know, it's just it really, it, it's everywhere. And I think the more they test things, the more they're just going to find it and everything. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, there's this whole argument, too, with how cancer and the rates of cancer have gone up, like, drastically over the last, you know, decades, few decades. And I, it, it, does this kind of play into that where there's these harmful chemicals that are just finding their way into every part of our life? And we don't even know the um, consequences of it, but it, it's coming out in different ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, and, you know, and this is a, a big one. And, of course, that's ongoing, um, you know, as far as, we, you know, these companies are going to have to um, provide uh, the ability for cities and and you know water districts to clean their water to filter it that sort of thing to um, so the law is changing to require at least that these chemicals um, get cleaned out of out of our water um, but like you said I mean who you know well, just like the things we talk about here this medication that mm -hmm. you know I mean things are in our environment things are in our food um, it's pretty depressing sometimes when you. And so with the contacts and lens, contact lenses, we talked about this last week too. Oh, there's just like some, you know, body parts and, and organs that are just. Yeah, it makes you cringe a little bit thinking eyes. that's something that can, yeah. And eyes are one of those just really sensitive uh, parts of your body. Um, and with these contact lenses that have 5,000 higher rates of, of these chemicals. 50,000, 50, Jesus. 50,000 high rates of these chemicals. Are the brands respond? are there damages happening? Are there brands, like, are the recalls going on? Um, is, is there any anything being done with this information? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Um, and again, you know, they're pretty much in everything and certainly like in plastics. And so presumably, you know, the, the, the uh, material that they make contact lenses, now that the study has been done, perhaps, you know, that will be something that, that's changed. Mm -hmm. um, no indication as far as, you know, what kind of cancer or, you know, how that would um, how that would affect you. I mean, again, you know, we talked about like with the eye drops, um, you know, the eyes, you know, any kind of liquid can, you know, that can get into your brain, it can get into your blood system. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, could be, could be, could be risky. And so, so are there specific brands that people should be keeping an eye out for? Because I mean, I know there's no consequences happening, no injuries taking place now. And it's kind of just a part of, society now where there's these chemicals finding their way into various aspects but if i wore contact lenses which i don't but if i were i'd i'd want to kind of know and and avoid the these 50,000 time chemicals higher rates of it in in my lenses yeah, I, you know, it's 18 different brands, and I don't even know how many yeah. brands there are. My, my, the concern that I, and again, I didn't delve into this too deeply, um, but I suspect that most of the brands, most of the major brands are using similar materials, and it's mm -hmm. probably just, you know, this is a product that's going to, um, you know, that, that is going to have those chemicals into it, and yeah. until they start making some changes. Yeah, I and mean, it's just something that's going to probably more, 18 brands, but more brands will probably come up because I'm assuming the standards and standards of practice that take place by a variety of different uh, contact lens companies is probably similar in a lot yeah. of ways. And the way that they're, this chemical is getting in there is probably happening to a lot. Yeah, well, it's just, it's, it's just another sign. It's everywhere. Yeah, ah. I know. Scary, scary, scary. Okay. Well, uh, and the PFAS was for water primarily, and I know the Gilbert area is is kind of a hot spot for that, right? Yeah, yeah. It, there's a, a, a hot spots all over the United States. Yeah. Some some have higher higher and uh, ones incidents that, than others. And with the ones that we're covering is mostly focused in Gilbert. I mean, is that a case that individuals should be keeping an eye? Um, for well, or? so the, the actual water districts have um, their own claim mm -hmm. for the costs of you know uh, of 
purchasing and these new filters and the whole filtration devices. Um, but then individuals also have cases. And so, you know, we've, uh, we have taken a number of calls and, um, of individuals. Yeah. So, um, cases, uh, speaking of taking in calls, <laughs> cases are handling. What are we handling? Yeah. So this topic, uh, you know, and this one, it really, this really bothers me. Um, and uh, the, the, any anti-vaxxers will love this. Um, <laughs> it does involve a vaccine, um, a relatively new vaccine. Um, and this is the Gardasil vaccine, which is, um, for the prevention of infection with the human papilloma virus, the HPV virus, right, yeah. HP virus. Um, and that is, um, it's, so it, it's the virus that causes genital warts, mm. and that, and it's, it's well known for causing cervical dysplasia and potentially cervical cancer. So, um, and it, it, it's, it's a common thing. Um, a lot of people have been exposed to it. And so, um, I, you know, and this was, I remember when it came out, actually, it was in 2006, which now it sounds like a long time ago, um, but it came out and they started pushing parents to vaccinate their preteens, the young girls and young boys saying, you know, get this vaccine now. Um, and, and there were like three doses of it, get this vaccine now and you can save your kid from having cancer, basically. Oh, wow. Which sounds like, well, holy crap! Of course, I'm going to do wouldn't that. Why would Yeah, and then and and they had these um, co- these ad campaigns that were just unbelievable, um, where they would have these kids, you know, th- who had been diagnosed with cancer, and they would say, you know, to their mother, "Did you know? <laughs> like, did you know that you could have saved me by getting this vaccine? Why didn't you?" And when That's it first came terrible. out, I will tell you that the and, and again, it's you know, with with primary care doctors, um, you know, that they this new thing comes out, it gets pitched to them, they're like, "Oh, prevent kids from having cancer." Okay, sure. Um, they don't have time to go into all of the studies and this and that and. Uh, you know, and it's a new thing, and you know how I don't like new things. Yeah. Um, and so they were pitching it, and I remember them really pressuring me to give it to you. Really? Yeah. Did yeah. I get it? You did not. Thank God. No, you did not. Perks of having a personal injury. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of downsides, but there are some upsides <laughs> too. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was, well, it was approved in, for, for girls in 2006 and boys in 2009. So, you know, it sounds like this, oh, well, of course we're going to do it. But, of course, there's more to this story. There are often, almost always is. And, you know, the first thing is that um, the H- HPV, there are hundreds of strains. Yeah. And so a vaccine um, is only going to, you know, it's going to target certain strains. And when it first came out, it targeted four. Out of hundreds. Out of hundreds. Jesus. Yeah. And so, you know, you're taking, there's always risks with vaccines, and we'll get into the really horrendous risks with this one and why. But, you know, again, so you're doing, you're, you're, you're putting this into this child's body to protect against four of the strains. Three different shots, too. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so over the years, they have expanded it. Um, the most recent one is called Gardasil 9. And as you can imagine, that protects against nine strains. Wow. Still nine out of hundreds. You know, and then also you need to look at, you know, okay, what's the situation with, you know, what exactly is it protecting against? Um, and so the virus can cause cervical cancer, um, but that's, and so that's why people have um, pap smears all the time every yeah. year. That's basically what they're looking for mm-hmm. is, and, and oftentimes you'll see like what they call dysplasia. It's like it may be precancerous or, you know, your cervix is reacting and they can do, um, they can freeze it. Um, they can do like where they cut it off. They can, I mean, there are things that that they can do um, to prevent yeah. the cancer from developing. And so, you know, if you get full-blown um, cervical cancer, and again, even if you get that, um, they can remove the cervix. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, if you catch it early, it's often it's more often than not not fatal. But so what we're doing is we're protecting these young kids from something that might happen to them 10 years, 20 years mm-hmm. into the future. Um, and again, if it kind of, if it didn't have any risks, maybe that yeah. would make sense. But it does. And it's only protecting against a handful of the hundreds and hundreds of, of different strains. And, yeah. Uh, so so what are some of these risks and, and problems that are coming up? So um, the problem. So what it does is, is it messes with your autoimmune system. So it's autoimmune conditions. 
And the crazy thing about this and why it does is that this um, that the HPV, um, people don't react really strongly to it. And oftentimes people get exposed to it. Um, they don't get infected. They don't become carriers or maybe they become carriers, but they don't, you know, so it's, it's not, they needed to make the body react. And so since the virus itself wouldn't do that, they decided to add aluminum. Oh, to the vaccine. Yeah, aluminum. So, so there's aluminum, which causes the body to react to it. Um, but the problem with aluminum is that it's a neurotoxin and an inflammagen. Yeah. So it causes, you know, but it, so it has the aluminum and then it has the HPV there. And so it gets that into your system. And then in theory, it protects against, it, it, since the HPV gets in, um, it's going to protect you from it. No. But the other thing is that it hasn't ever even been proven that it does prevent cervical cancer. Jeez. E- even, you know, that it even prevents it. So yeah. so there's that. Um, and so this, this um, but the aluminum, well, and... <laughs> so how can they even advertise it where, you know, it's going to prevent, prevent and protect against these cancers if there isn't studies? Isn't that, you know, false marketing and misleading marketing? Isn't there loss Well, yeah. And, and, and one of the biggest things is that, you know, that they're saying that it's safe. And to determine if a vaccine is safe, you have to do a placebo trial. So you have to give somebody an inert mm-hmm. um, vaccine. But what it turns out they did in this case is that they did the vaccine that has the HPV in it, but then they and they did another one that didn't have HPV, but guess what? It still had aluminum. It oh. was not inert. So then they said, oh, the placebo group and the group that got the vaccine, the full vaccine, had similar outcomes. Well, yeah, they did because they got the bad stuff in both. Yeah. So 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 this is this is why there's a, a big fat lawsuit over it. Um, you know, and again, why are they doing this? Well, the very first year it came out. Three billion dollars. Well, it's you're going to give it to every kid. Yeah, and in the way that they're marketing it too, it's right. like you're a shitty parent if you don't. Totally. And then at this point, it's seven billion. It's up to seven billion annually. So annually too. Wow. So so big big bucks on this thing. Um, so and, and so what it does is it messes with your immune system and it can cause um, autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one that that we're seeing is what's called POTS. P-O-T-S, which stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Mm-hmm. I've heard of this. Uh, POTS sounds so familiar. Yeah. What, what does it do? Well, it does a lot of things. What I, and, I, and this was something that I learned about recently because I always think of it as when you stand up, you get dizzy. Yeah. Um, and that's the primary thing, the postural you know, situation. Um, and, and what it does is your heart doesn't beat fast enough to circulate the blood when you're getting up. Yeah. Um, and it, but there's so many other things that go along with it. And, and it's also very kind of nebulous, some of these symptoms that you wouldn't necessarily relate it to a vaccine. You might just think it was a normal situation for teenagers. I like that word, preteens. Yeah, just, <laughs> but so the symptoms are dizziness, tachycardia, so that's your heart racing, headaches, vision issues, light and sound sensitivity, loss of consciousness and fainting, um, GI issues, numbness, chest pain, joint, severe joint pain. Um, sleep issues, cognitive dysfunction, um, it crosses the blood-brain barrier, uh, menstrual irregularity, fatigue, tremor and weakness in, in extremities. And some of these kids have ended up wheelchair-bound, I mean, completely oh disabled. From the vaccine. Well, from the POTS? vaccine, yes, from the the, 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 the the vaccine and then the POTS. It causes the POTS results. and then it does all. Wow, yeah, I mean, there's some other problems too, but the POTS is the, is the big one. But just like talking about those symptoms, I mean, you have, you know, a preteen or a teenager, oh, I'm tired, oh, my joints hurt, you know, and they're out at soccer practice and they're, or I have headaches or, um, I mean, some of these things that they may not even complain about. About, or yeah. some cognitive issues. Well, you know, so they're having a hard time in this class. Is you know, it, it's 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 there's been some real delay in even getting diagnosed, yeah. unless they're really having significant issues with um, this dizziness and actually fainting. Mm-hmm. They oftentimes don't get in and you know and get a full you know run up of tests. And POTS because it's an autoimmune disease. That's not you know autoimmune diseases aren't curable. There's only right. things that you can do to try to reduce to try to treat the symptoms. Yeah, to try to, yeah. That's that's so crazy. And so this is coming up now. And is this a lawsuit that has just recently started? Is when did you know? First of all, how did they realize and make this connection? Is okay. This is this vaccine causing all these problems? Because like you said, 
the type of issues that they're, they're having are very hard to kind of pinpoint and, and make a connection, very nebulous. Yeah. Um, so how did they, they make that connection? And then when has these lawsuits kind of started? Well, so a couple of things. First, because it's a vaccine, there's a different process. You can't just automatically sue. Yeah. Um, you have to go to a vaccine fund. There's like a vaccine court. And so most vaccines, um, they have a certain, they have protection and um, the, the, you basically make a claim to the court if you, you know, had, had, and there's specific things that we know come from certain vaccines. And yeah. so if those are one of the conditions that you get after you get the vaccine, you get paid a set amount of money, mm-hmm. um, relatively straightforward. Um, so this had to go through the vaccine court first, but because it was a, um, a an autoimmune disease and it's not something that they have they're set up to handle. Yeah. Um, what they do is you still have to go through the process. You have to file it there and you have to wait 240 days. And if they don't respond and they don't resolve your case, then you can file. And there is a multi-district litigation that was established in 2022 for these specific cases, so the autoimmune cases. And the the way that we know that it's related, and and I won't I can't I'm, I I won't be good at explaining it super well here, um, but it's really fascinating because there's like these um, uh, sequences, um, uh, you know, and I don't even know the term. Like strands. Yeah, the strands, and so there are some. So so the the pots has like I don't know. I think it's like five of the 12 or something yeah, and several other yeah. that might look like it. Um, but the scientists have it down to say this makes sense why this vaccine mm-hmm. causes this condition. So it's a really strong link. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I do have uh, – there's some studies and things, and we can, can link to that for people who want to kind of read it and try to understand it. Um, but there's a really strong correlation that this particular condition is a result of the vaccine. It's like uh, asbestos where, you know, those cases are really big, but they're pretty clear-cut because yeah. asbestos causes very specific types and strains of diseases. Yeah. And so with POTS, even though POTS is – kind of a very large autoimmune disease, the type of spots and like the specifics behind it and what they can actually observe is directly connected and, and had to, to the vaccines. Yeah. And then they see it within this time frame yeah. as well. Um, so it's really bad stuff. Now, a couple of other things, it also can cause premature ovarian failure um, and actually cause cervical cancer and potentially some other um, autoimmune diseases. But the one, the really strong link is the POTS. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, so the very first lawsuit that was filed um, was filed back in 2018, and it was filed by the parents of a 13-year-old boy who died. Yeah, who died. Well, many of his children have died. I mean, and, and it's so it's so crazy. Well, you know, again, you know, parents, I mean, you, you just want to make sure you take care of your kid. And when the doctor says this is a way to keep them safer, mm-hmm. um, of course, you're going to do it. Yeah. And but but what they were not doing is they were not warning about this, these really significant risks. Now, I remember. So this was a ways back um, when when the doctor was telling telling me about it. And I knew that there were issues with it. And I don't even recall back in 2009 what I was aware of. Um, but I knew that the very limited efficacy that, you know, it would only protect against, you know, very few mm-hmm. of the strains and that there's always a risk. And it was really new. Um, and, and he was recommending it. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And definitely doing the guilting thing. Wow. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. And that's and, so hard for, any, I mean, any, uh, you, you are experienced, you know, you, you know about a lot of this stuff, but for any, you know, uh, normal parent that doesn't have this background, that doesn't have this knowledge and this education of this specific area, you know, like you said, they go into a doctor's office and they recommend it and almost on this verge of guilt tripping of, you know, this is going to benefit yeah. you. This is protection for your kid. I can't even imagine trying to say no to that. You'd no, feel terrible. I mean, of course you wouldn't. And that, But then on top of that, I mean, cervical cancer is a horrible thing, but you can't get cervical cancer. You're a boy. Yeah. Okay. And so, yes, we could, I mean, you could get venereal warts, uh, which would not be good, but, but there are a lot of ways to avoid doing that. I mean, you know, using condoms, I mean, there's ways to, to prevent that. Autoimmune disease is just a different cup of tea. That is just like a big, big thing. Yeah. Well, it really is. And I mean, I was like, okay, um, I'm going to give it to my son and risk death and horrible things and so that he doesn't potentially infect this some other girl that I don't even know right now um you know and maybe she's got the vaccine even though it's only going to protect her from yeah <laughs> at the time four or six and now nine of the strains it's just the whole thing 
was way too shaky for me to want to to be willing to risk it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just you know, and then and and so the, you know, the parents in this were just saying, you know, they can't they couldn't believe that they didn't have any kind of warning about this, um, and they certainly didn't know you know the limited benefits. And it's always you know you've got you've got a way. I mean, everything has its risks, um, and and to to make that decision, you need to know what the downsides are and what the upsides are. Yeah, and the upsides have to be way better than the downsides. And I mean, and it's just not here. Like we said, autoimmune disease is just a completely different <laughs> different cup of tea. So if yeah, you that's... think that you're risking anything like that for a vaccine, it, it changes the conversation completely. It should, and, yeah. uh, and you mentioned in 2006 is when it was approved for women, young women, yeah. 2009 for young men. When did issues start coming up that, you know, obviously there were issues that were already saying that here are the risks, but when were there stuff coming up that wasn't mentioned as part of the risks? Well, it took a quite a while to, to kind of figure out the whole POTS um, connection. And I'm not sure that exactly when that happened. It has been um, several years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the cases started getting filed. The multi-district litigation was um, consolidated in 2022. So that's relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so once the litigation starts, that's when the exchange of information starts as well. Uh, so when you start getting the internal documents, and mm-hmm. so we'll have a lot more information about, you know, what kind of adverse events yeah. they were aware of, how soon, that sort of thing. Um, but I can't imagine that's going to look too good because again, it's, it's a, it's big box. And if yeah. you can convince, you know, everybody to have this thing, you're going to go over $7 billion, right? Yeah. I mean, and I think it's, you can't talk about this without having some type of connection to the COVID vaccine, because I think that it is a, it's a, when, when, when that was being very big, right. And everyone was taking the vaccine and I'm not someone that's anti-vax in any way, but a lot of my friends were almost like, obviously there's no issues, you know, like there's no problem the FDA approved this. Like how could there be any problems? And that was something that was frustrating for me is like, even though I'm not anti-vax, it's like, well, hold on. Having this blind faith that is like, they said this isn't this isn't going to be an issue. Like, yes, there here are the risks, but that's it. That's all there is. Like, why not take it? Because that's all there is. Well, you know, it's not as simple yeah. as that. There can be other issues out there. I'm not saying COVID is, is vaccine has those problems, but I think this is a great example of something that obviously is FDA FDA approved. They wanted as many people to take it as possible because it's big bucks, and there were issues that yeah. they didn't mention, and they maybe they didn't know about it at the time, but it definitely came up a lot sooner than when we figured right. it out and when these cases started getting pushed to court. Well, and the FDA approves them based on the studies that are provided by the company. It's trying to get approval. And we know at least one thing they did was they they did not have um, an inert vaccine. They didn't have a true placebo. So, you know, there's some issues with it getting approved. Um, The COVID vaccine is very different because that was approved, you know, under emergency circumstances. Yeah, I almost, I would say, kind of more concerning there, right? Because... Well, so definitely, I mean, it was rushed through um, as a public emergency emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, uh, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's scary because if you have to know anything about this end of the business, you know that they're not always, these drug companies are not always totally on the up and up. <laughs> um, and of course, something like the COVID vaccine, I mean, everybody's going to get it, right? I mean, how, you know, it's, big, if there's it's, big it's bucks, really, that's as big as it gets. It's as big as it gets. And, um, and, and protections because of the emergency approval yeah. and that sort of thing. So that's, you know, a whole different, different issue. Um, you know, and, and there are a number of there are certainly cases they're still figuring out, um, you know, issues with the vaccines um, and, you know, potential compensation for that. But that's um, a whole, a whole well, di- we're not handling COVID no, vaccines. No, and I'll just all. say that, just a heads up. But we are definitely uh, handling Gardasil vaccine cases. Yeah. And, and it's funny because the COVID vaccine thing is coming up again. I don't know if you've seen this in the news, but where they're discussing like a new strain coming out. Oh, yeah. People are starting to mask again. Mask again. Places, maybe yeah. some lockdown procedures, hopefully not as extreme and probably not as extreme as in the past. But, you know, some of those procedures coming back as well as a new vaccine and all that. Um, so it's just interesting that that kind of has been coming up in the last week or two that I've been seeing mm-hmm. a lot of it yeah. and as well I as... I try not to look. I'm like, oh, I don't want to... <laughs> Some I, things I just don't want to know. I just... Uh, mainstream media. You know my... my I, I, know on that. That. I know that. I know that. So Gardasil vaccine, I mean, that's really interesting. That's the cases that we're handling that we're taking 
uh, it, how, how does someone recognize that they, they might have a case? You know, I'm assuming there's going to be kids like, like myself where I was at an age where I could have taken it. Now I'm above 18. I'm 25 now. Um, if they have POTS, are they, should they be reaching out? If there's parents that have seen issues that similar to what you're talking about, should they reach out? How does that go? Well, definitely. So, um, so if they've had the vaccine, um, and they've had any of these symptoms, they may, uh, they may have been diagnosed. Um, and if they do, they need to reach out right away because there are some really strict time frames because you have to go through the vaccine court. Yeah. And so the vaccine court, there's a three years from the time you start developing um, symptoms deadline. Um, and so, but, but again, these are such weird symptoms. I mean, if somebody just says they're tired, they're fatigued, their joints yeah, hurt. That's I like mean, every you, day for me. I mean, come on, I'm a sleepy well, guy. No, you, well, you definitely are. Although you have a little more uh, excuse than than, yeah. than average people, but 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 you know, kids. I mean, kids are notoriously sleepy and achy and have headaches. And, oh. and do they really have a headache, or they just don't want to go to school? I mean, so so you may go a decent period of time with those symptoms before you even go to the doctor for the first time. Yeah. Um, so again, and and I would just say too that parents who are choosing to to um, go with this vaccine keep a really close eye, you know, be aware of these symptoms if you see them. Because again, I mean, you know, if you see them, you don't want to get the second one. You don't want to get the third one. Yeah. Um, you know, get into the doctor, get, di- you know, uh, and, and spe- specify. Because again, if a doctor's not really familiar with this, POTS is a weird thing. It's not, you know, it's not... <laughs> I mean, autoimmune disease in general. Uh, they're always really, hard. Yeah, they're always hard to diagnose. Really hard actually. to diagnose. They're just a lot of just kind of small... Uh, very vague symptoms that can be applied to a variety of different situations and lifestyles. And so it's just, it's really hard and especially trying to make that connection to the vaccine. Um, And, and so people are still able to get these, this vaccine now people are still. Yeah, absolutely. They're still pitching it. They're still pushing it. I haven't seen as many of those kind of guilting ads um, lately, but it's definitely still out there. So I would just say that, you know, again, if, if, if you or your child, um, has had the vaccine, is having these issues, um, it may or may not be diagnosed, you know, get into a, a, a physician, let them know this is a concern that you have. Um, uh, yeah, but, but definitely it, it, you need to move faster mm-hmm. um, on this. Um, and again, it would we'll go through the VAX court first, and then ultimately would would go into the multi-district litigation. Um, and that is, um, they're actually moving quite along. There's already bellwether trials that have been selected. Um, there haven't been any trials yet. They're expecting that probably um, next year, possibly even into 2025, depending on how wow. long the discovery process happens. Yeah. Um, but I think these are going to be pretty strong cases. And again, the injuries can be really significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and if these kids are so limited, I mean, they're going to need some compensation. They're going to need um, to be taken care of. Um, well, especially, I mean, even on the punitive side of things, right? I mean, $3 billion the first year, $7 billion annually at this point. I mean, it's going to take some a big slap on the wrist for them to, to feel it at this point as well. Yeah. And for how long it's been going on. And I, I think it's just really interesting, too, how you mentioned a lot of these issues that uh, side effects that people are having as a kid. Uh, those are things that are often brushed under the rug. I know, you know? that's the hard thing. And, and, it, and it's not even necessarily the parents' fault because it's 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 difficult. You know, I know yeah. when I was I was having joint pains as a kid, and I was going to the uh, physician, and he was like, "Oh, it's just growing pains," yeah. which you know I can't maybe be mad at him about it. Obviously, he didn't know it was arthritis, yeah. but everyone was having growing pains. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of kids right. coming in having yeah. those joint issues, having those bone problems, and you know, I was really fatigued and tired. It's like, oh well, are you watching TV an hour before bed? Yeah. Of course, <laughs> who isn't? Are you, you know? staying up late playing video games? Yeah, or, yeah, all of that, yeah. And so it's it's hard with this stuff specifically. It's really hard, and especially with kids where. Um, it's just pinpointing these issues and figuring out, well, what's part of growing up? What's part of the lifestyle? Yeah. What's part of just who they are and what's not? And what's... Well, and I think, you know, they always say that if you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Mm. And I mean, the doctors, you know, they're going to always think, well, what's the common thing, not yeah. what's the really weird, unusual thing. Um, but maybe combine that with did they just have a vaccine for this? Mm-hmm. Um, it, did these things start happening in you know in 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 time you know in close in time with with, with this? Um, because then maybe it is the zebra. Yeah. Um, maybe it's not just what every kid has. Maybe it's an autoimmune issue. Yeah. So definitely reach out, and that's interesting too that this case takes a 
different path than the ones that we've talked about in the past going through these vaccine courts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the vaccine courts that you mentioned to me where it's an issue, if it's an issue that was warned and that you're experiencing it, there's already kind of a pot of money there where yes. if you fit into this specific group, um, which often happens with mass torts, where once it's settled, then there will be specific kind of levels to cases. And if you fit in that, then you get paid out from that pot. Yeah. Obviously, there's unique cases as well that are just, you know, very yeah. extreme. Um, and, and so it's interesting with this that it has a similar kind of dynamic, but it's different because of the time schedule. I mean, well, it, yeah. And, it, and it's also, it's actually probably more like even kind of the bankruptcy situations because there's, you know, this, well, there's, there's set compensation. Actually, you're probably right. It is more like that. But there's so, so set numbers for certain conditions, um, but it is quicker. It's not a whole trial. Yeah. I mean, it obviously protects the companies from having to, you know, look, looking at punitive damages, um, that sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, it can be efficient and, you know, it makes sense for these well-known side effects. Again, they're rare, but they do happen. And so the people who have them need to get compensated. Um, this is actually the very first vaccine that's the subject of a multi-district litigation for that reason. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's very unique. That's so crazy. I'm wondering if we're going to see this in the news more now too, that's coming up because, like you said, it kind of goes along with the entire anti-vax uh, yeah. agenda that's been getting pushed. I mean, I remember the whole like vaccine caused autism thing. That was like, you know, obviously insane. But this is something that this is a very real issue. This There's direct connections between this vaccine causing very serious problems, POTS and autoimmune disease. And now with all these extremists on the, on the COVID vaccine side, I'm wondering if news outlets are going to pick this up and, you know, feed it to the masses because I'm sure this is going to, you know, get the views up. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm a little surprised that it hasn't been in the news more. Um, but, you know, as the, this heats up, perhaps it will. Yeah. I mean, I hope that it is because, I, again, you know, I think that people, parents um, need to know all of the information yeah. and really understand the risks that, you know, again, maybe their primary care doctor, I mean, you know, the primary care doctor has so much in their hands and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it can't keep up on all of these specific little, you know, different areas. So, um, you know, hopefully that will just be more information out there and that they can research it themselves before they, they yeah. make a decision. And I, and I think too, it's just, it goes back to the whole blind trust thing, you know, it's, it's really, it's a kind of culture that we have where, you know, the, um, What's it called where when you trust people just because of their standing, it's like it's part of ethos, pathos, and logos. It's like part of logos here. Something like, I don't know, details in there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it, goes, it goes back to, you know, kind of when parents are going to the doctors that there's going to be things that are recommended or you're going to be told that you should be doing things in this medical area with these prescriptions, with these vaccines, with whatever it is, um, to always kind of take a second look at it. Mm-hmm. Because even though, you know, doctors always want the best and they always have your best interests in mind like you said sometimes they just don't know there's a lot on their plate especially the general physicians i mean there's so many different areas that they're looking at and that they're treating and to know every single area and every single medication in that and the depths and the risks of it impossible 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 but yeah and, and and be comfortable asking questions um, you know, and, and doing your own research. I mean, that's, we, we have the ability to do that now than we certainly did in the past. Yeah. Or so now. It was a logos authoritative figure. It's a whole thing. I'm yeah. remembering that now. Communication. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So, you know, if, if anyone has any issues with POTS or, you know, has taken this vaccine and, or kids have taken this vaccine and has those issues, definitely reach out. Um, and hopefully this is a case that we start to see in the news. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of cases in the news, um, what are some interesting ones that have been coming up in this last week? Well, there's another unfortunate um, ch- child at bed situation um, and another recall. Uh, and this is a bed, it's called a Zippity Kids. Zippity Doodah? <laughs> Just Zippity. Oh. No Doodah on there. <laughs> Zippity Kids Bed. Um, and there are these, uh, they're, they're bed convertible house bed frames and Montessori floor beds. Um, and it's similar to what we talked about last week with um, the bunk beds, there's an entrapment and strangulation hazard um, with these beds. Um, they've been recalled as of August 17th. There's about 7,500 of them out there, um, but definitely dangerous can lead to strangulation and or death. 
Um, and How's then this we'll one causing up. it? So um, again, it's the slats, and I'll show you the, this picture. Kind of converts into different shapes, but you can see they actually have a diagram of how a child can get trapped and oh, put stuck the, and, their head through the yeah. bars. Yeah, I mean, I, when you showed it to me already, I could see the bars were pretty, yeah, pretty big. It's not it's a good, terrifying. Yeah, um, and so this is a situation, um, and again, they're they're out there. They're not selling them anymore, um, but they could be um, at, at a child's daycare. They yeah. could be in your home. Um, take a look. Make sure you don't have these things. Um, they were sold between February of 2018 and September of 2021. Um, the company is called Bell Station Interiors. And um, and they actually are no longer in business. They've filed for bankruptcy. Oh, wow. So this is not a situation where there's going to be a lot of lawsuits in all likelihood. It doesn't yeah. sound like there's going to be assets there, although, you know, who know who knows? I mean, it, it would be something that would be investigated, um, but they're not offering refunds or anything like that. They don't even have funds to do. They, that. Yeah, there's no offer of a refund, anything like that. But um, you know, uh, consumer product safety commission. Everybody, you know, basically, you need to um, throw these things away. Yeah. Don't resell them. Don't donate them. Throw them away. Yeah, I was going to ask, because the last issue with, with the bunk bed, the company was uh, Vietnamese. Right, right, right. And so that was the big issue, is that it was, we couldn't get in contact with them. They were ignoring all of these uh, summons, called a summons. Um, and then, you know, obviously, they just didn't show up to court and were defending themselves. But this is something different because they just are already bankrupt. Right, right. So the, the likelihood of getting compensation is not great. Um, so really, we're talking about this not so much from a lawsuit perspective, but that this is a dangerous Public product. Warning. And if you have it, get rid of it because, mm. you know. God, that's terrible. I mean, already, if you have any issues, you know, along these lines, no amount of money is going to make up for any injuries to, to your kid. But, you know, to at the very least, it's it's something, you know. It's never going to fully right. fix a problem, but um, making sure, you know, you don't have to worry about bills going in the next few months, next few years, that's, that, that helps a lot, helps a lot of people. And so with yeah. issues like with this type of issue, like you said, it's not really a lawsuit situation. It's more of a public warning, public service, because they're already bankrupt, and if there's any, you know, if you've had any issues, but there's not much yeah. you can really do. You can't replace them, repair them, just get, destroy them, get rid of them, for Jeez. sure. So. Well, that's good that you kept us updated. Hopefully, there's not more beds. It's really unfortunate. It's always infant beds, too. Oh, either. my gosh. Well, infant beds, infant pillows. I mean, man. To be fair, I guess they are very fragile. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm glad you've made it to adulthood. And yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Thank God I made it because uh, then we wouldn't be having this podcast. If not, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, what else has been going on? Well, so actually, we were going to talk about this last week, and then we ran out of time. But um, we have talked about um, with with the eye drops and some other products that you can sue um, different companies in the chain of commerce. So it might not yeah. just be the manufacturer of a product, but it might be the seller of a product. And there is a case that's been in the news now, actually, for several months, um, in, in a pretty horrifying. Um, issue. And that is that um, a number of people are using um, sodium nitrite to commit suicide. Jeez. Yeah. And so, and, and, it, it, and it's one of these things that got really popular on like TikTok and some of the social media sites. Um, and a couple of um, celebrities have committed suicide using this product. Um, I guess one of them, and I didn't know who this was, Matthew Mindler, um, I wasn't familiar with him, but he was in something called My Idiot Brother and An American Boy. Um, yeah. Those, those, I think of those are movies, but yeah, I uh, don't know the actor. Yeah, he was only 19 years old, um, and he just died um, in, well, I, know, I guess it was in August of 2021. Um, he passed away, and he, so so. Um, what, what's happening is that they're talking about it on these sites, and I guess there are suicide forums online, and they talk about like a, a, a painless way to die. And so it's this, this stuff called sodium nitrite um, that you consume. And it is, what it is, is it's like a um, 
food preservative. It's like a salt kind of product that cures meat. Yeah. So if you're doing, if you're making like jerky at home yeah. or something. When, when, um, when you have a bag of jerky and then there's that packet that says do not consume, but it's always in every bag or it's oh, in. Oh, I uh, don't know if that's what that is. Yeah. And then like pre-workouts and stuff like that, though, there's a little bag of, you know, powder, something like that. Uh-huh. And it's never open. It's always there. And it says like, do not eat or keep it in there for preserving reasons. So uh-huh. assuming that I'm not sure what that is. is, but this is actually a it's like a bag of stuff that looks like salt, and we'll put up a, a picture of it. Um, I, and actually, it turns out I, I was kind of checking to see how easy it was to find, and I Googled it, and sure enough, it was very easy and cheap to find. And so, are these just in the form of pills that people are taking? Well, it's a bag of um, it looks like salt. Yeah. Okay. And so, and again, it's used for people who are curing meats. Like if you hunt and then you want to make jerky out of something, yeah. you use it to, this pink to salt preserve does look it. Pretty tasty. You even get, I know, you can get the Barbie version of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, if you want to <clears> die in fashion. Well, currently, yeah. <laughs> um, but it only costs about fifteen dollars, and you can get it on Amazon like basically the next day. So it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't even have time to like chill out and, and rethink things. Um, so it's quick and it's cheap, um, and they're putting it into pill forms, um, putting it into capsules, or swallowing it. Um, and uh, so, so, so this one uh, celebrity, Matthew Mindler, and then also Lindsay Perlman, who was on Empire. Um, she killed herself using this. Wow. Um, Empire's a big show. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's become this, this, this thing. Phenomenon. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so crazy. Um, and, but the thing about suing the manufacturer of the product is that it says all over it that it'll kill you. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, they warn, don't eat this shit. You know? yeah. I mean, so, so the product is not defective. So what happened was there were a number of lawsuits that were filed against Amazon. Mm. And so um, the parents of some of these kids said, you know, you, <clears throat> you're selling this really super dangerous product to teenagers. Um, and, you know, there's no indication that they're meat curing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so part of the lawsuit alleged that they were they were assisting or aiding in suicide which is a crime yeah that's a big crime yeah and so um there were some lawsuits filed they got dismissed they got dismissed based on um the judge saying wait a minute again this is not a defective product it is dangerous it is poisonous it says it's poisonous so there's no lawsuit um and then there was some issue about how much information Amazon had about it. Um, one of the allegations is that, you know, when it's, when it pops up with a product, you know how it says, you also might like this. Yeah. Well, then they had these anti-emetic things to keep you from vomiting, um, and like how to books and things like that. And so that kind of algorithm is a big problem because it's like, Oh, okay. You want this? Let's make sure you don't throw it up. I, I mean, yeah. So, so that allegation, and then um, once the cases were dismissed, they actually appealed it because since that time, some emails came out. Well, actually, a parent whose um, son had killed himself had written 56 emails to Amazon saying, here's the situation, and they were going back and forth and saying that they were going to investigate it. So that then became evidence that they knew, wow. they definitely knew before these other five kids, there's there's five combined in one lawsuit right now, killed themselves. They knew that that's what kids were doing. Um, and, and, and a lot of the online companies don't sell it anymore. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and if you think about it, you could just simply restrict, you know, who you're selling it to, you know, require another step or something. Um, but teenagers don't need this stuff. Um, so, so that, um, well, then Amazon was saying, hey, you know, we're not liable if people intentionally use something to commit suicide. So it'll be interesting to see, yeah. you know, with all of these, I mean, there's some pretty pretty nasty facts going on with this. I was going to say, I mean, at first I was kind of on Amazon's side where I was like, well, they, they sell everything. I mean, you right. can literally get anything there and being in, being conscientious of every little thing because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in there that you could kill yourself with. Well, if there's an extra sharp knife that just goes in a little <laughs> bit easier, you know, it's, 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 it's a kind of a sticky subject, but with the evidence that you mentioned where especially the mother of one of the kids that had killed himself, 
emailing them 50 plus emails going back and forth. I mean, they, they knew of it. And then the algorithm, which is insane, because I mean, that's uh. something that, you know, they obviously worked on a ton. It works on me all the time. I'll buy something. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I I'm like, too. wow, okay, I didn't even think of that. That's a great idea. Uh, but the fact that they're actually also recommending things that are in line with that. Yeah, that don't have to do with hunting and curing yeah. meats and packaging it up or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how much of that is intentional or just automatically happens. I think it's more automatic. You know? But when it already comes to your, when someone's already telling you this is a risk and then that is still happening, I think that makes yeah. it, you know. And, and you, you, you also could, um, you know, have to uh, prove your age for certain things. I, yeah. I mean, there are different... There are different things that you potentially could do, but I guess a lot of other companies simply don't sell it online anymore. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to cure your meat, you're going to have to actually go to a store and present yourself and, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah, like so I think they like sporting goods places and that sort of things would carry it. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. I am curious to see how that plays out because I think you can kind of see it from both sides. I mean, now, like I said, you know, they, they're like you said, these, this evidence is pretty damning and. It's, it's just very icky. And I guess I'm just a little bit surprised. I mean, here it's a $15 product. I mean, it's not like they don't sell enough things. It seems like it would be, okay, so that's one thing we just don't sell. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Well, and clearly they still have it. They're still oh, selling it. Well, I looked it up, and then I just got a reminder today email because I didn't buy I mean, We were going to talk about it last yeah. week, so I searched it last week. Um, right. And then I just got a reminder about it today. Oh, oh, my God. That's even worse. If someone looks it up and they're like, you know what? Actually, not today. And then a week later. Hey, how about today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is today a shitty day? Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible. Oh, yeah. So anyway, but it, but it's an interesting legal um, theory, and, and I'm very curious to see how that all plays out. So um, so we'll, we'll keep up to, up to speed on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are coming to a close here on the show, but I know we did get one question in, and I think we always try to go out of our way to at least um, go through the questions that we get. It's one, one of my favorite parts. I know it's one of your favorite yeah. parts. Well, and this was a funny, not really related to a case question, yeah. but that's a good one. why I picked it because I thought it was a good one. Yeah. Um, and it was, I'm trying to decide if I should go to law school. Is it true most lawyers hate their jobs? <laughs> And actually, the terminology was a little rougher than that, but that's the way it was. So, um, and and it's an interesting question because, um, uh, you know, there's been a lot in the news about how unhappy lawyers are and how Mm -hmm. stressed out we all are and that sort of thing. Um, And, I mean, law school is a big commitment. I mean, it's three years. um, It's a lot of work. um, And it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and it's a lot of money, you take out loans, and then you potentially can get stuck in a job because you got to pay off the loans if you don't like it. Um, and and um, I think that it's very true that there are a lot of unhappy lawyers because stereotypically it's going to involve a lot of hours of work. It's, you know, oftentimes not nine to five, but more than that. Um, and, you know, starting out at the bottom rung of the ladder and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there are a lot of unhappy attorneys, but, um, and I was very unhappy early on in my career. I mean, I definitely picked the wrong side at the beginning. Um, and I was very unhappy. And, and in fact, at, I could, after, actually during my very first job, I seriously thought about quitting not not practicing law. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I had been doing some malpractice uh, defense work, and I'd learned a little bit of medicine. I thought it was really interesting. And I was like, I think I'm just going to go back to medical school because, you know, that sounds way more interesting. Yeah. Um, and seriously considered that. But then I decided to switch to the other side um, and see if I was happier there. And ultimately, I was. And and, um, and then when I got into the mass torts, I really, really enjoyed, I've, you know, really enjoyed my job since that. So I think that... Um, in law, there are just, there's so many different types of law, yeah. and different types of jobs, that there is something I think that can fit everyone. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's very important that you find that right fit. I mean, you know, being a trial lawyer versus being somebody who writes wills are, is dramatically different. Yeah. And so, it, you know, certain personality types will love one, certain personality types will love the other. I mean, and there's so many things in between there, too. Um but there's great things. I mean, there's a great, great opportunities to help people. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think that I think that you know, and, and a lot of people just kind of they don't know what to do after college, and so they're like, oh, I'll just go do this. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't recommend that necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt. I mean, the more education, the better, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. I would say just you know have a good idea of 
you know, what area you're really interested in and you think will make you happy, mm. um, you know, just, just to think it through. So I do, I do know people who really have loved their careers and enjoy their jobs, um, probably fewer than, than don't like it, but yeah. isn't that true? Like in all uh, Yeah, I think, I think especially the current day and age, it's everyone wants to find the job that they enjoy, that they don't hate and that, you know, it's mm-hmm. fun going to work, but more than likely, most people won't, and it's it's not going to yeah. be. It's it's hard. It's very hard. And I know, um, obviously, I'm not a lawyer, but I was concerned considering going to law school and was planning on it for a while, uh, because of that feeling that you mentioned. You know, I didn't really know what to do out of college, mm-hmm. and an easy next step is going to higher education, whether it's masters, mm-hmm. medical school, law school, or something, because it's just an extra step up, and you know, afterwards, it's going to hopefully make the job search and make your opportunities mm-hmm. a little bit easier and and have more of them. Um, and when I, when I was kind of figuring it out and I was talking to people, I was recommended, um, to, to talk to people in the field that I was Mm -hmm. interested in going into, you know, because I wanted to be a trial lawyer. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be really fun. I hated the idea of being in a cubicle or working behind my desk and writing documents all day. I wanted to be out there um, and, and kind of experiencing what I always imagined a lawyer was all about, which is going to trial. And so I, w- I didn't do that a bunch, probably not as much as I should have, but I think that's a big thing is, is if you're looking to go into trial law, like I was thinking criminal, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to defense. And you know, there's a lot of people from what I hear that are open to that. You shoot out an email and you say, hey, what's your day-to-day like is there anything you'd like to do differently is there things that you really enjoy that you don't enjoy and if it sounds like something that you might enjoy then you know that kind of answers your question yeah that's Uh, a great great suggestion i also think in current day media the (laughs) the, like law lawyer i've been watching suits i was i was just gonna say that that the way that you see what you see on tv is not day-to-day not even close not even close and it's like it's so insane to me because i've witnessed a lot i've talked to a lot of lawyers and so the way that it's shown is just out of this world different and especially i mean this is how every tv show is right? right there's massive time jumps and doesn't tell you, you know, two months later, you know, it, it just says like, okay, they had this deposition, all of a sudden it cuts to the trial. Yeah, it's, it's like, all in like a 60 minute segment, yeah. you know, from the day that the client comes in till, you know, the huge verdict yeah. and the celebration. And they're like, oh my gosh, it ought to even close. They're going to be like five, 10 years in here. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think that is kind of a slippery slope there. But um, I will say that, you know, when I was doing mock trial and I was talking to Mike Jetty, a great trial attorney, um, some of like the drop the mic moments that you do see in TV shows, like that does happen. Yeah, oh yeah, and, yeah. And being able to kind of really show your public speaking and your your uh, persuasion skills. I mean, those definitely do come out, just yeah. not as uh, as often and maybe not as uh, flamboyant as TV shows. Yeah. Oh no, there's definitely highs and lows and all kinds of things. Um, um, yeah. I mean, and if you want to do trial work, it's it's not boring. I mean, there are boring parts though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I thought that was a, a good question. Yeah, you had good suggestions. Definitely talk to people who are um, in the area you think you're you want to go into and get their reality because TV isn't. I mean, it's not for you know it's not for doctors either. I mean, Peter's constantly laughing at you know yeah. things that they're screaming. Crazy anatomy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that looks really glamorous and exciting too, which is probably why I contemplated medical school there briefly. But. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so good question, and and I would just yeah definitely you know you don't always have to ask ask us questions about particular cases. Um, we're happy to answer uh, anything we can. Yeah. I mean, ask Ben some questions. I don't know. He's He's got his expertise. and I love talking. Uh, yeah, I yes, love you do. <laughs> listening to myself talk. I'm good talking about myself, especially. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll have a good one for you next yeah. time. I think we're going to close up now. I think it was a good show. Went over a lot of topics. I think the Gardasil vaccine was a really big one. Um, and I'm sure we'll put in some more information there for people that want to do a little bit more of a deeper dive into it. If anyone does have any questions on topics we discussed this week, last week, life questions, whatever it is, <laughs> we're always here. We're happy to answer them. We'll always make a little bit of time on every show. It's one of our favorite topics. Um, but other than that, appreciate everyone tuning in with us. If, if you enjoyed, definitely throw a like, a subscribe, a follow, whatever it is, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it is. Keep up with us every Wednesday, putting out a show. Fernie, yeah, I hope he's able to keep up with us. With- 
the new baby. I mean, congratulations to him. Yeah, we're so excited. Very excited. Very excited. But I uh, hope everyone has a great week. And thank you for hanging out with us. See you next week. Prioritizing profits. Prioritizing profits. Prioritizing profits. Dangerous drug and product cases.